I mean, they came from the top down. Like, I don't, I don't know what to tell you, man. I went through your calamari algorithm. You have no idea where it went? No, like, I don't, I don't know. I'm just here. I've also heard about a lot of drama and backdoor stuff going on there. Thank you for calling Dave and Buster's. If you are looking for the balance of your power card... There's a guy that got kicked out of Dave and Buster's, told not to come back, because he was doing all sorts of shady stuff. Hi, um, I'm calling with a question about a game that has disappeared from a couple of the Dave and Buster's locations. If you'd like to make a call, please hang up and try again. If you need help, hang up. From WBEZ Chicago and Yeah But Still, this is the Calamari Algorithm. One story told whenever Brandon's out of town and I decide I want to make an actual good episode. This is Jack Wagner. For those of you just joining us, uh, the Calamari Algorithm is a project that I have been developing for a very long time. Um, the Calamari Algorithm is essentially a math equation um, that I developed, um, and it essentially calculates a way that I believe that I could win a large amount of Calamari appetizers um, at Dave & Buster's playing games and uh, using tickets to purchase um, this Calamari um, with with only spending a small amount of money, I would essentially be saving um, north of $500 to get a lot of calamari. Uh, the second part of this is the calamari mixer. This is a party um, that is funded using the technology of the calamari algorithm. The calamari mixer is an event that may be held in the future um, where I invite hundreds of people to be fed calamari um, that is one instead of purchased one with tickets at Dave and Buster's uh, not bought with legal tender. These will be purchased in tickets. Um, so that's the basis of this. Um, if you're, if you haven't heard the first episode, I would highly recommend going back and listening. Um, Cause otherwise the entire basis of this might seem absurd to you. Um, and I promise you it's not absurd. A lot of time has passed since the last episode. Um, there's been a lot of people reaching out asking me about the Calamari algorithm um, and how, what the status is on the mixer. Honestly, uh, I believe in the last episode I said that the status is bad. Um, uh, it's gone from bad to very, very bad. Probably impossible is what I was thinking. Um Last time, the major setback was that the Dave & Buster's near me removed Hoopla, the game that the entire algorithm was based on. I even opened up to the listeners asking anybody if there's a Hoopla, Hoopla or Super Hoopla near them. Um, I only got rumors um, and no confirmed locations. That's not even the worst. Uh, the worst thing is that uh, I recently went to Dave & Buster's and confirmed that calamari is not even on the menu anymore. And I don't think it's coming back. Calamari is not served at Dave & Buster's anymore. So that's just been sinking in for a long time. I have, I still have hopes that like maybe I could pull this off. I don't know. Um, I'm not giving up on it. But they do not serve calamari. So that's kind of a problem. I mean, what's scarier about this really is that I do an Instagram post about the calamari algorithm. 
I mentioned Hoopla. A couple weeks later, Hoopla is gone from Dave and Buster's. Questionable. I do a podcast about the calamari algorithm. I say that Hoopla is gone. I also say that that's not going to stop me. What happens next? The calamari is removed from the menu entirely. Um, in fact, I think it might be risky for me to even be doing this episode right now. Um, and I didn't even think I was going to be able to do another episode because I just thought there'd be no point. But I was recently re-inspired. Um, I was researching late into the night, um, just kind of thinking of new ways that this could work, blah, blah, blah. Um, when it suddenly hit me that, you know, certainly there must be some people out there uh, that have like the same level of passion as me. Um, <clears throat> I bet there is even somebody that has a similar algorithm. So I just started searching around um, to try to find some Dave and Buster's people deep in the community. I just assumed that there was a community for this. And sure enough, um, way, way deep in some posts, I found somebody that is incredible. Um, I found a guy who not only is incredible at Dave and Buster's and passionate about Dave and Buster's, this man actually um, is so good at these games that he makes a profit, dollar amount profit. He can win the games so often and uh, so well calculated that he could like sell his prizes and makes a sizable amount of money. Um, it's just like the knowledge that this man has is absolutely insane. So I immediately sent him a message and kind of talked to him, told him a little bit about the algorithm. Um, I told him that I have a podcast and I would just love to speak with him and get some advice. Um, I literally was just going to see if he had any insider information on Dave and Buster's. Anyway, he hits me back with like, I'm not kidding, like a five page email and it's every word of it is amazing. Basically what he does is just, he tore apart my algorithm. He found my Instagram. He found the videos. He found everything. Um, he said the basis of the algorithm was good. Um, just essentially there was a lot of things I didn't know about Dave and Buster's, um, a lot of tips and tricks that the experts know, um, that I don't, but anyway, um, I just thought this email was amazing. And I asked him if he'd be willing to speak with me on the podcast, um, about Dave and Buster's and his level of expertise. And he said he was down. So today I bring you, um, my the new and first member of my crack team of experts um who may or may not make the calamari mixer happen one day um his name is michael i can't stress it enough how extremely talented this man is at dave and busters talented isn't even the right word obsessive that kind of has a negative connotation that being said his attention to detail and raw skill and knowledge i mean it's just extremely impressive. I don't even know what I could possibly compare it to. Um, he is an advantage player. Uh, that's a term used to describe somebody who goes into Dave and Buster's or any arcade um, specifically to gain an advantage over the arcade. That means they're trying to win prizes um, by paying less to win the prize than the value of the prize. So spending $20 
um, on tokens to win a $60 video game. Um, and they do that on like a large scale. And that requires a lot of calculations similar to the Calamari algorithm. That being said, um, there is a lot of secrecy in this community um, and with what he does. I think you guys uh, have seen what's happened to me throughout this process of just trying to get this Calamari mixer to happen. Um, and he does this every day. So there is a lot of things we couldn't talk about on this podcast. Um, there's a lot of things I've had to remove. Um, so I just hope you understand there is a level of secrecy. Um, he can't give away too much. Um, that being said, we, we spoke for two hours today. Um, there were a lot of twists and turns. You'll see later on in the episode, there was a, a specific big twist. Um, but yeah, I mean, I learned a lot, a lot, a lot about Dave and Buster's. Um, so anyway, this is my interview with Michael. Um, I hope you enjoy. First of all, what, what would you like me to call you, by the way? Mike. Mike. Um, or, well, I mean, yeah, nobody's... Anybody that hears this that knows me is going to know me. Anybody that just hears a mic isn't going to know me just from that. So we're good on that. Yeah, I mean, better safe than sorry. Um, okay, so secondly, I've prefaced the listeners a little bit, but you're an advantage player. I just want you to say in your own words um, exactly what level of gaming you're on when it comes to Dave and & Buster's and just kind of give people a sense of that. Well, it- an advantage player is anyone that goes into an arcade that looks to come out with more than what they spend and does it on a consistent basis. As far as how much I win, I can't get into the exact numbers, but I'll tell you it's better than working. Uh, it can be anything. I was dealing in iPads for a while. I still do every once in a blue moon. Back in the old day, PSPs were big. iPod video, iPod touch video games, consoles, GoPros were big for a few years and that kind of died off. It's really basically whatever the hot item is now if Busters carries it and it's at a fair rate, we're dealing in it. See, all the stuff that you're saying right now, uh, let's just say that you're speaking my language and I'm very confident that you're the right guy I'm supposed to be talking to you about the Calamari algorithm. Uh, That being said, when did you actually um, start gaming? I was an arcade rat for pretty much most of my life from middle school on uh i started going to kennywood park which is an amusement park right by me it's uh, near pittsburgh and they had a lot of arcade games there and they had a machine called spin doctor which was basically a skill stop slot machine and if you got 10,000 10,000 10,000 you would get 200 tickets and i sat and did the math real quick and i'm like I can get things for less than they actually cost. Mm -hmm. And this was also the first time I had an arcade that basically admitted they couldn't handle me because I got about 9,000 tickets over the course of 20 bucks or so. And I left to count them to save them the hassle. And I come back and the jackpot's been changed to 50. Oh, wow. And I call the manager down and I'm like, what's going on with this? They're like, oh, it was always supposed to be 50. I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, Typical. how come the second place prize is 50, a jackass? Exactly. How uh, old were you then? So uh, I was 17 then. Okay, wow. So, I mean, you've been dealing with this kind of thing for a long time. 
Well, funny enough, the very next year, Dave and Buster's opened up about 12 minutes from my house, and they had a lot of the same games as Kennywood, except the payouts were actually worth it. And it wasn't just, oh, I'm getting a $30 blender for $30. It's, wow, there's legitimate electronics and stuff here. See, so, yeah, that's incredible. I want to I wanna learn a little bit more about that. But, I mean, that was, for me, when I stumbled across you, here I am <laughs> working day and night trying to just get calamari at a discount. And you, I discovered you are gaming the system in a way that I didn't even think was possible. You're getting, you're winning the stuff that I, I thought was there to just tease people and you're winning at a profit. Oh dude. Uh, back in the old days before they changed a lot of the games, I would say those iPads. Well, when the first iPad came out, there was a game I was able to knock out about two of those in a week, two iPads. In a week, every week for about seven months. And how much were you spending to get an iPad approximately? Like a hundred bucks. Wow. But it's not, it's not that good anymore. Yeah. That was the best of the best. Now, here's the thing. I went through your calamari algorithm. I'd like to talk about that for a bit. Absolutely. Please. No, please. Okay. So I went through the algorithm and I... I saw the basics of what you were saying were right, but some of the math is off. Okay. In, I'm in, your, in your original algorithm, you said the best way to get chips is $100 for $750. Uh-huh. You're kind of you're right and kind of not. Okay. There, there are coupons that you can get that are buy $20, get $20. Yes. So you're, when you use this coupon, you're paying... $20 and you're getting 200 chips. Now, if you take that same $100 you started out with in the beginning and you got uh, f- five of this coupon, that would be 1,000 chips instead of 750. So you oh, get wow. a better rate. Okay. So that would be $100. Yeah. So that would yeah, be it, 10 cents per chip. Right. Well, you're also forgetting that if you register your card to the rewards program, for every $100 you spend, you get 48 additional chips. Okay. But the other side of this, uh, you mentioned the supercharging. Yes. You, here's something to consider about that. The They are way more friendly with you when you supercharge. And you can supercharge with the coupon. You lose a tiny bit of money here, but here's the thing the front desk is rated on how many, what percentage of people that get to supercharge. Some stores will say one coupon per person per day, no exceptions. Other stores will say one coupon per card. They're not so worried if more than one person or if one person uses more than one coupon. Well, let's put this in perspective. Who are they going to let bend the rules a little and use more than one coupon? The person that's doing wants to use multiple coupons without supercharging and throws their metrics right into the garbage or the person that's going to do like four, six, eight loads, all of which are supercharged. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's like if you're, if you're counting cards, you want to be buddied up with the, you know, the the casino. It's basically you, you, yeah. If you're counting cards, you tip a here and there uh, and treat them well. Because think about it, if the dealer has an idea that you're counting, but you're tipping well and at least somewhat often, they're probably going to be a little more hush-hush about it. 
uh, unless you're just absolutely killing him. Dave and Buster's is the same way. I saw one other thing that interested me in your original calamari algorithm in your video in your uh, podcast from that, and you talked about hoopla. Hoopla, yes. Rest in peace, by the way. Rest in peace. Yes, they got rid of ours that. too. It's very suspicious, if you ask um, me. It, not as much as you'd think. Okay. But funny enough, I did notice something about your uh, hoopla that's different than mine. Uh-huh. Your values were different. Oh, what was you yours? Had, you had a 200. I'm guessing your value of 200 was on the red one where the prongs were pointed outwards. Yes. Ours were only 150. Oh, okay. It was 50 on the green, 100 on the yellow, 150 on the red. The thing is... Hoopla is one of those games that the only people that played it were the people that knew how to win. Mm -hmm. You didn't have random people walking up to it and playing and losing. It's kind of like some of the other games that have been changed on us over the years. If everyone's playing it and a bunch of people are happily playing it and losing it and a couple people that come in and win, then there's not a problem. If If nobody random is playing it, and the couple people that know how to play it, play it and win and kill it, then there's a problem and they're actually losing money. It sucks that they got rid of Hoopla. I know that was your game, but this is where I give you a piece of advice without getting into specific games because I have a community of people that will kill me if I get into specific games. Certainly. Uh, the best bet to survive now as somebody that does this consistently, or even in your case as somebody that just wants to get a bunch of food and feed a bunch of people, which I'm all for and I want to help you with this, you basically have to become what is known as a jack-of-all-trades. Okay. You aren't going to sit on one game and play it and hammer out 100,000 tickets, but you might have one game you can hit for 5,000 tickets before it goes and won't pay anymore. You might have another game that can pay 10,000. Another one that might only pay one or 2,000, but 10 people play it and it's ready to pay out again. So if you learn all of those games, and I'll talk to you, you know, I'll bring those up uh, more privately. Certainly. Uh, Wouldn't want to give that out. Yeah. The, uh, the re- I mean, I used to give all this out freely. I gave out a guide that said what to play, what not to play. Where the problem came is once too many people started playing the same games, it crossed that line from tolerable loss to Dave and Buster's and other arcades while we're at it to the point where they're either making no money or they're still in the profit zone but not enough to justify that game being on the floor compared to something else that just rakes in the cash. They'll work with you to a point, but I, I had to put the kibosh on that. Oh, you could blow up your own spot. I mean, I learned, learned that the hard way with even releasing the algorithm. Not only did they take away my cash cow hoopla, calamari is no longer on the menu at all. So, I mean, I don't know if you've ever been, if they've ever gone that far to stop you. But I mean, calamari, completely not a menu item. And, they um, got, they got rid of my cheese sticks and they got rid of my pretzel braids, which were also taste for tickets items. Do they? Yeah, so, I think the next is that they'll get rid of the taste for ticket program entirely. That would be scary. That would be sad. Uh, I agree. It, 
I don't think they'll do it, but I don't think they'll ever have as good items as they did on there originally. I mean, Dave and Buster's has done some unspeakable things in the process of trying to stop this, but um, removing calamari in general is the the big blow to the calamari mixer. I'm not sure if I could make the calamari mixer happen without calamari being on the menu, you know? You might have to pick another one. There's a couple other really good deals. Uh, the Mountain of Nachos, just one of those will feed like four people, and that's only a 1,000 tickets. The quesadillas are always good. That's a 1,000. The quesadilla they mixer actually, could be good. Quesadilla they, they, uh, here's another one. Everybody loves pizza, right? Yeah. They have that pepperoni pizza pull apart with just pretzel cheese and pepperoni on it that's like that's that used to be 750 tickets they raised it to a thousand but maybe it could be the pepperoni pizza pull apart party pepperoni pizza pull apart party that's i like it i like it yeah yeah or um yeah the, the quesadilla mixer or what was the other one um uh the nachos the nachos the nachos nightlife I don't know. I'll work on that one. I'll have to work workshop yeah, we'll that work one a little on bit. That, but... Or yeah, the alternative. If if I didn't go the Drac of all trades route, I could calculate with the algorithm. All right, I would have to fly in a team of experts like yourself and other advantage players, cover the cost with flights, assuming that you could win back that dollar amount to cover the flights in iPads, and then even on top of that pay you a little, and then win the money to buy the calamari, which I might even have to buy <laughs> from an outside source and ship into Dave & Buster's. I think that would be the we'll, only way to pull it off. We'll talk. Yeah. I mean, uh, it does get a the, little complicated, but I feel like it needs to stick to tickets only, you know? It, yeah, I'll tell you this. If you do do it tickets only and do like the pizza party or the nachos or anything like that on tickets, you don't need a team of experts. You just need me. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, you, you fly me out somewhere or you fly here and you bankroll the card and we'll work out anything else in between. I, I can get you enough tickets to feed your whole party in one Wednesday guaranteed. Oh, wow. Wednesday. That's another thing I want to confirm. Wednesday, by far the best time to play half price games, right? Right. But not the best time to load your card. Okay. There's a, there's a that's thing there. Where, that's there's, something I've been suspicious of. Fill me in. You can't use coupons on Wednesday, but you can use coupons on other days and play those chips on Wednesday. So that gets you to 12.5 cents a chip, but you're playing on Wednesday. One other little tip I can give you, and this isn't a pub, this isn't a trade secret. Everyone should know this. On every Dave and Buster's, if you load a card with $10 or more, including using a coupon on Tuesday, your first two credits that you use that day are free. Ooh, okay. So if you happen to be near Dave and Buster's, especially if you're one where they might let you do more than one coupon or you have more than one person loading a card, you can load up a bunch of cards. You use those free plays on Tuesday on the more expensive games that you know you can win, and then you come back on Wednesday and play everything. Okay, that makes perfect sense. Just because it's 10 cents a chip doesn't mean that's where the discounts end. What you want to look at is, do you happen to have one of those grocery chains that does discounts off your gas for buying a gift card? You can do that. Uh, for, for, for my example, we have, we have Giant Eagle around here. I know that's an East Coast thing, but you may have something similar over there. And for every $50 you buy 
on a gift card, you get 10 cents back per gallon up to 30 gallons. And sometimes they run double. So it's 20 cents. So, so to put like that three, in three bucks off the gas right there. Well, here's the, what you want to look at. Let's say you do a hundred bucks just to make this math nice and easy. And they're running the promo. So you get 40 cents off a gallon. You always fill up for the full 30 gallons to get the biggest discount, you know, gas cans if you need to. That's 12 bucks. On top of that, they have an attached, because it's gas, they have an attached gas station chain. You can buy gift cards there. You have a credit card that gives you 4% back on that across the board. So between the gas discount and the credit card, you're getting back 16 cents of every dollar. And that's on top of getting the chips 10 cents a piece because you're, uh, you're still allowed to use coupons with a gift card. I mean, that could really even bring down my calamari price, especially, get- yeah. I do have a garage. I could be filling up. I don't know the legality of selling gas used off the market, but I mean, if I sold that on Craigslist, I feel like I could really knock down the calamari price. Maybe you could, though. You're probably going maybe what uh, you might do. You might get a free tank once a month or so, maybe twice a month. You're probably you'll use more gas than you'll save. But hey, if you're in a pinching need a quick buck, there you go. No, that's uh, you've t- you've taken this to a level I didn't even think possible. So here's something else to look at: the calamari back when it was on the menu was ten bucks. They're giving you a deal on all of the food because all their their menu price has a built-in four-to-one markup. I want this dinner to happen, whether it be calamari, pizza, nachos, whatever. You still got a tip based on the menu price. Uh, I mean, I think I could decide that at the time, you know, I feel I've been treated very unfairly by them. So I think if the service is right, <laughs> I could tip. But if there's, if there's a chance I'll, I'll if there's any David Buster's staff listening, Dave and Buster's staff has been fair, pretty unfair to me. In fact, last time I went in there just to get some food, uh, the waiter didn't serve me for 30 minutes. And I actually I had to move to another section to get a different waiter and it still took a while i I feel like they recognized me that's not good i know how many advantage players do you think people that you take seriously in the world how many would there be if you had to guess (laughs) i would probably say an average of two to three per store so maybe there's two to three hundred people in the dave and busters community that are doing this with a level of seriousness that I would say this is a huge part of their life. You know, I just realized something too. I mean, we could get into how I've been, you know, mistreated and uh, mishandled by Dave and Buster's. You know, I'm just thinking now if, if it came down to it, I feel like all of the advantage players could unite and put this company out of business in a matter of days. If they all coordinated by just that, what they could take not a good, not a good idea. Well, I I know it's a little dangerous to say that on air, but it's just hypothetically. I mean, I feel like, you know, it, it could happen, in theory, happen, hypothetically. Now, I could see that happening to an individual store, like a little local arcade. Not saying uh, I'm advocating uh, this. No, not at all. I mean, because you don't want to kill the goose that lays the golden eggs. But having said that, I it was interesting reading your or listening to your uh, account of potentially having an arcade work against you because I have had that happen. 
I can rattle off a few stories real Please quick. Please do tell. I'm going to put another arcade on blast here. Zone 28 down on Freeport Road. I called them out in the other podcast I did. I'm calling them out here. The way their system was set up, if you earned more than 1,000 tickets without a different card being swiped, it would lock the game up. The manager would have to unlock it. Oh, wow. It got, it got to the point where on certain games, even me sliding my card one time and winning a jackpot was enough to lock the machine. So they had to keep coming over and doing that. And uh, the, after I got my Keurig and left and figure, oh, I'll come back here and play off most of my money that I put on my game cards another day. Within 24 hours, I had a text, Mike, you killed zone 28. I'm like, what? Oh, they lowered the payout on the one game by 75% and they made these other games so that you can't win anymore. No way. So, but that's only part one of this story. Okay. Am I allowed to swear in this piece? Absolutely. Okay, then. So I avoided this place forever. I actually had a buddy of mine that still went to this place. So my buddy tells me, you got to go back there. I'm like, why? This place is dead. They have a Nintendo Switch. And this is back when those were like 400 bucks. Yeah. I already got a couple from Dave and Buster's and sold them off. But I figure, hey, a come up's a come up. And so I knew if I went in there over a period of time, as soon as they saw I was winning, they were going to change the games. Uh, so I needed to do this in one shot. I went in on Tuesday because I had some vacation days to burn. And I did a recon mission. I didn't let anyone know I was there. I made sure nobody saw me. I go in there and I test the games that I've been told were on the easy settings. And... Uh, they were exactly what I was told they were. And I got 9,000 points just screwing around. But I come back on Wednesday and I know I'm gonna go, I'm gonna get 100,000 points and get the switch or bust. And I have two cards loaded up so I can switch back and forth so that the machine would never lock up so that, you know, I wouldn't alert them to the fact that I was hitting them that hard. Yeah. I'm back and forth, back and forth, two or three different games. There's one game that's like one of those prize arm games. So I'm going all between these three games. I'm up to about 72,000 tickets. I go and I take a phone call outside. I come back in and I see a bunch of the game swipers are disabled. And, I'm, and they happen to be mostly the games that I was playing. So I'm like, I wonder if they did anything if they took a look at anything oh they took a look at something all right in the time that i was outside they opened up the prize arm game they took out the thousand and the 750 pucks and made it so the biggest one in there was 500 they didn't wait for me to set foot off the property before they went to change the game jesus well as it was they brought all the games back up including the other two that i was hitting I knocked out my other 28,000 points and I was steaming. I was mad. I wanted to call somebody out on this. I cashed out. I got the, I got the switch in the bundle. The manager straight out asked me how much money I put in and I told him $170 and he visibly winced. Uh, so I sold off my other switches, but I kept that one and I still have it to this day. It's my personal little fuck you to them for changing the settings without even me being off the property. Yeah. Oh, there's the swear. If, I was wondering when the swear was going to come too, by the way. Greg, technician and manager of Zone 28, if you are hearing this, stop sweating the small money. You had the 
biggest known advantage player in fucking Pennsylvania come and take you as hard as he could. You're not hurting because one person comes in once in a great while and runs you through the ringer. I'll, I'll back that up too. Greg is his name. Greg, Greg, fuck you from the, yeah, but still podcast (laughs) as well. And also Greg, we've talked before. You don't, you don't really want to see what would happen if all of us gamers rose up and came at your arcade because we could gut you like a fish and take all those prizes. <laughs> no, hypothetically, no, no, no. hypothetically, this is a no, comedy just... podcast, so this is anything I say yeah. is con- not uh, yeah, legally binding. It's considered spoof yeah. satire. They'll, they'll just change it and make it so no nothing's worth winning, and then no one will go there anymore. They'll cut their nose despite their own face. I mean, you should see what my Dave and Buster's looks like now. I mean, it's absolutely gutted what they did at that place. There's not a single game in there that you could get a decent amount of tickets from. Uh, um, but I mean, side note, this is my location is Hollywood, California. I would say that this is the the ultimate glitz and glam VIP Dave and Buster's experience. Um, so you should definitely come play there. Um, uh, a common experience would be, uh, I mean, you could be playing the two-minute drill next to Apple D app. Uh, from the Black Eyed Peas. This is something that's happened to me. This is a common occurrence. Um, it's just a whole different world. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. Uh, funny enough, I've also heard about a lot of drama and backdoor stuff going on there. Uh, really? There's at least one uh, one location in California. I'm not sure if it was yours or not, but where the managers are winning tickets where they shouldn't be able to redeem for anything themselves. Wow, where, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, and it's specifically a California thing. I've heard a lot of stuff going on there. I'm actually on pretty good terms with their senior VP and a couple other people. So we've actually sat down, and he's picked my brain over lunch. Uh, He wanted help with some things here and there, and I think he was worried about exactly what we were talking about in California plus a little bit beyond that and I gave him some ideas and maybe some of them worked maybe some of them didn't wait when did you meet with him because I mean that problem you're talking about I mean it kind of sounds like you guys might have been meeting about somebody in California that might be planning a calamari party you know oh it was years ago like at least five to seven years ago okay wow you had me a little suspicious there for a sec how careful should I be with revealing too much about the algorithm? I feel like I could mess things up for myself. Maybe I already have. I'll give you a perfect example, and you might get a laugh out of this, and anybody that knows me knows exactly who I'm talking about. There's a guy that got kicked out of Dave & Buster's, told not to come back about 10 years ago because he was doing all sorts of shady stuff. Uh, he had... He was selling coupons out the front door. He was getting bricks of tickets that never went through games. He had connections that did stuff that they never should have done. Plus, there was a bit of cheating here and there on top of all that. And they finally got fed up with it and told him, uh, yeah, don't come back. Well, nine years later, he shows up again, figures, oh, everybody that knows I'm not supposed to be here is gone. Everybody's turned over. Well, one guy was left who happens to be the amusements manager, but fortunately for him and unfortunately for me, decided to give him a second chance to see if he plays by the rules. Unfortunately for me, 
this means at least four or five games that I would normally be able to count on for jackpots got rung up by him throughout the week, and I can't count on those anymore. So if one guy coming in can affect me that much, imagine thousands upon thousands of people going and doing this and how that would affect the few people at each store that are already going and doing it. That's yeah, you got to I feel like that's important to keep a level of secrecy and why we got to be secret on this. It, it probably why I shouldn't it, have given out Hoopla in the first place in the algorithm. But Hoopla was gone. Exactly, right there. I mean, they they got rid of it. I mean, we have a lot of listeners. That video the, had a lot uh, of views. I feel like in, in one thing I will say, if any of your listeners do get interested in going to Dave and Buster's and doing this, all I can really ask, be fair with everyone. It, but yeah. if, if you're fair with everybody, usually everyone will be fair with you back. That, uh, that sounds like a nice sentiment for um, Pennsylvania, Dave and Buster's. That huh. being said, Hollywood, I'm hearing this story about that guy, this joker who... Uh, came and ruined your spot if he was to come into the hollywood one and do that with me i would have ways of dealing with him you know and i'm not going to be specific but i'll just say that outside of the hollywood location there are people who dress as a uh, captain jack sparrow just to make a few dollars imagine what those people would do for a hundred dollars <laughs> in the dave I and busters say, I, who's I to say, say I'd, who's to say i can't say i'd stop you either who's to say Hypothetical. Uh, this is a comedy podcast. <laughs> Everything I say is not legally binding. So, I have a feeling you need to say that a lot. Yeah, you know, sometimes I have a disclaimer. Maybe a disclaimer at the end. It's very quiet, <laughs> hidden track. Hey guys, it's Jack. Just pausing it really quick. Um, so me and Michael spoke about Dave and Buster's for far over an hour. I would say close to two hours. I'm not exactly sure the total. Um, he gave me a lot of trade secrets that I couldn't put on the air. Um, we were just talking about how privacy is important uh, when you're an elite gamer. Um, but near the end of the interview, um, what, are, what I thought was the end of the interview, um, I brought something up to him that took us on a 45-minute tangent um, of something I really didn't expect. And um, I think it, something else might develop from this. Um, essentially, and I'll let you listen, but, um, essentially while researching Michael, um, just trying to find more of his videos, I stumbled across a comment that he left on a website, um, that was related to Pokemon. Um, and it was very angry. Um, he was very upset and, um, I thought it was funny. So I, I brought it up to him, um, thinking it'd be a funny joke just to kind of like check in, see like, hey, what's this, man? We just want to make sure all you all your Pokemon opinions are kosher before we go into business together. And um, it ended up taking just such a sharp turn um, and unraveling a completely separate story that um, really fascinated me. Um, so I'll let you listen here real quick. So another thing... I don't want to surprise you with this, but, um, another thing, you know, I feel like, I feel like you could be an asset, if not a necessary piece in possibly making the calamari algorithm a thing. I need to ask you something that's unrelated. I just want to ask you about it. Just kind of hear what you have to say. I Go think ahead. you might know what's coming. It's a, it's a, a comment that was three years oh, ago. This isn't, this isn't the thing about 
is it? Yes. Dude, don't, don't. Really? Why? Because I just got done burying that. What can I? What was the backstory to this? I mean, we can talk about me going nutso over Mewtwo and Smash Brothers, but believe the part out of this. I mean, I liked the comment personally. I liked it. I know, but I, I will take so much shit again. I did then. I had people stalking me on Reddit over this. Really? It, it got ugly. <sighs> yeah, I don't see any good of bringing this up again. It will, it will start shit with me. So this went back and forth for a little bit. Um, I brought this thing up to Michael. It was a comment that he left. Essentially, he was just really angry uh, and upset about a video game. But it was uh, a really well-written comment. I thought it was... um, I thought he was trolling, being kind of funny. By the way, I know you're probably curious about what he said. It was not racist or anything like that. This is like 100% in the realm of things that me and Brandon would say on this podcast. So I didn't think it'd be weird to bring up. Um, so I brought it up. I thought we would get a good laugh out of it, but, um, we wound up talking for 45 minutes about this subject. I asked him to tell me the backstory and, uh, what happened. And, um, yeah, it went for 45 minutes and we didn't even finish it. Um, he also really just didn't want to talk about it on the podcast. Um, however, uh, afterwards, uh, we talked a little bit more and, um, Michael has agreed to, speak about it on a second episode. Um, I already have quite a bit of our conversations about it. And um, I just think it's a really, really fascinating story. Um, It took a very, very, very sharp turn. Um, So uh, the interview really ended in a place that was no longer about Dave and Buster's. Um, So anyway, uh, this week I will be bringing you a part two of sorts, uh, specifically about this. Um, it'll be a Patreon episode and I will just do my best to, uh, tell the full story, um, and wherever it goes on there. Um, I know people are probably pretty curious right now. Don't even go trying to research or anything. We'll, we'll talk about it. Um, but it's not even, it's not even that wild. I think that's why I am so fascinated by this because I brought it up in a lighthearted way. And, um, it was really just, uh, something that spawned a larger, um, tangent, um, that went very, very far away from calamari. Um, but anyway, Michael is a super fascinating dude. Um, I've learned so much from him about, uh, really how flawed my algorithm is. Um, and I've realized that if there's any hope for the calamari mixer or, um, the pepperoni pizza pull apart pretzel party. Um, that's actually five peas, by the way. I was calling it four peas before. But if there's any hope for this dream that I've had for so long, I feel like it's going to take uh, a crack team of experts. And I'm very lucky to have found one today. Um, uh, there's a lot to process for the second part of this where it took a sharp shift um like i said there's a 45 minute conversation that followed and um 
yeah, has nothing to do with Dave and Buster's. Um, but I'm looking forward to telling that story uh, in part two. Not really part two. It's going to be a whole different thing, but uh, it's going to be on the Patreon this week. Brandon's out of town, um, and uh, I have completely taken over. So tune into that if you want. It's uh, patreon.com slash yeahbutstill. And um, thank you for listening to part two of The Calamari Algorithm. Thank you.